Welcome to Simple Theology, a podcast connecting theology to everyday life by examining various doctrines of the Christian faith. I'm Robert Kane, And uh, I'm Rick Romlick. You are Rick Romlick. Yes. And we're once again recording from a distance. I took a little couple of photo shots here of Rick on the computer screen that I'll put up on Instagram later for you guys, so follow us there. And uh, yeah, so Rick, I feel like I haven't actually seen you in person in a minute. It's been longer than that. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we were supposed to hang out Friday. Um, had Candace had all of her cousins, not all of them, because there are a lot, but she had uh, several of her cousins over for a, a dinner and uh, bonfire, and Rob and Danielle, Danielle is Candace's cousin, were no-shows. Um, yeah, we were. Didn't, we were totally no-shows. called and text, just... Just Stop didn't it. show yeah, up. We let you guys know. We let you guys know. No, don't act like you did. <laughs> Stop don't it. even act no, like Danielle, it. Danielle totally did. She showed me the messages that she sent to your wife. Mm. So we were all on the same page with that. Unlike what potentially might be happening this weekend, where I thought we were going camping together, but maybe we're not. Did you invite me? I did not invite you. I never got you a text from you, you saying, let's go camping. <laughs> <laughs> no, so apparently the ladies were talking about it. Now it still might happen. It still, it might not. But Danielle and I think are probably going to go anyway. But yeah, so you guys might be showing or not showing. You guys might be no showing us this weekend. Well, the thing is, we didn't commit to it already, like like yeah, you guys you did. did. No, no, I yeah, didn't. You did. So yep, yep, you did. Uh, but anyway, that doesn't matter. Hey, Rob, <laughs> uh, the listeners yes. want to know how, how's how's the Instagram treating you, man? How's that? Uh, it's, life? Going, it's going all right. It's going all right. We've got some more people following us. Thank you guys for doing that. For those of you who aren't aware, we are new to the Instagram game, and I was off of Instagram for a couple of years. Rick is still currently off of Instagram, so um, even though we're we have a Instagram page, it's not managed by Instagram gurus. You know, you know what I realized the other day about this podcast. Um, What's that? Because I don't, because Rob runs everything. Um, Whether that's is this a conversation we've already had? Well, (laughs) I'm just saying. I have no recourse if you like want to like tarnish my name or like do anything. There's no way that I I could like connect with people or say, hey, hey, that didn't happen or whatever. Like Rob could, he could totally make up stuff. He could all kinds of stuff. I can edit stuff out. I will sue him might, for, you might use, for slander. You might use the he, podcast he, he, to, to say something yeah. to fix something that I did, and I can yeah. just edit it right yeah. out. I have no, uh, um, I have no power except for what Rob gives me. So, Rick, Rob, Rob likes that. Op- <laughs> open hands over here, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you, it's an interesting thought. Like, like um, everywhere else in my life, like if someone accuses me of something or, or I need to clarify something. I can. There's there's a a, ven, a venue or a way to, to to do that, but with the podcast, like I I don't. There's I could because I'm not on social media. I like I have no way of like. <laughs> you could take an ad out in the paper or something. I could, or I could like start like a different podcast and like. That's right. But that's right. You could take too much work. Go on someone else's show, but let the record be very clear on this. Yeah. Let the record show that. I am not preventing you from taking any of these responsibilities. 
I would gladly give some of them to you if you were so inclined. But I know that you're planting a church right now. I know things are really busy. Like, you take up whatever you can take up. I get your input on stuff. No, That's I wasn't, great. And I wasn't plus, trying I, to say that. Like, I, I actually... <laughs> I wasn't trying to look, say that. Like, look, I'm, I'm trying not to make you like, look bad here. Like, Rob's a tyrant and he won't let me have anything. I'm okay. Happy you better make that situation. clear. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I was just saying, like... I'm not worried about it. Like I, I fully trust you, but it's an odd situation where there's people out there who who do listen, and if you're like, nope, done, <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm dead in the water. Like, all right, <laughs> you, you have no say. Exactly. I tell you what you say. Can you I listen to me? <laughs> you listen to me. Anyway, that I that just happened right. the day, but I thought it was funny. All right, so. Uh, welcome to funny. today's episode. We are talking about uh, the fall of man, which means Rob could actually do one of these things because he's a fallen, sinful person. Mm, <laughs> Rob's true. And thankfully, bit. we have Rick on the show who is not. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? I missed it. Well, why are you losing it over there? What did this you, is why we have to be in person. What did you just say? What did you just say? I said, and you're a perfect person. <laughs> Yeah, it's so funny. I'm falling. And no, and I don't know why you made that comparison, but it was funny. It made me laugh like, oh, and we have Rick on the show who's apparently perfect. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's yeah. all. We got we to figure out this online dynamic. <laughs> yeah, we, we got to get back in person. I'm maybe. not picking up on what you're laughing mm. about. Yeah, I'm glad you're good. laughing at my joke, but I wasn't able to appreciate <laughs> that because. <laughs> and what good is it at like that point, bit of right? What here good to laugh if you can't, a joke if you can't, I can't, can't appreciate totally it. Appre- that's right, man. Well, that's grief. one of the fa- one of one of the realities of uh, a fallen world, Rob. Mm-hmm. We're all sinful. No one's perfect. Apparently, we are. Don't all judge sinful. me. You're mm-hmm. not perfect either. So, okay. Only God we can are. judge me. <laughs> Only God can judge you me. You don't know me. <laughs> judge not. You don't know my life. Be... <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Are we trying to act like over here? So so all these things that we say, like people like throw these out to like to pretty much say like you're bad, you're you're you make mistakes too, like you're like me, you you know, try to justify their um either unwise, foolish, or sinful decisions. They throw these things out there to try to like make themselves feel better. Yeah. Or just tell people off. But today we are gonna talk about the fall of man. Um so we're going through um we were working through some um, I was gonna say covenants, but those are not. Nope, that's not, not the words. That's incorrect. That, you are incorrect. <laughs> that uh, some <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> Rob loves that saying. Um, <laughs> but no, we are we are going through some confessions, and we've been on this little confession series. And uh, today we're talking about again the fall of man. So, mm. um, yep. Rob, I'm gonna kick us off, and I'm just gonna go through the abstract. I'm gonna read it. Um, well, what what four what, are we going through here? Just for if maybe this is someone's oh, first yeah. episode. Hey, welcome to the, welcome like, to the oh, show. Oh, cool. We're going through the confessions. Which, yep. which confessions are we going well, through? I'm sure if you're like me, like most people, you are you know all the confessions by heart, so you'll mm, know all these exactly your favorites. But yeah, we are go- we we're going to discuss um, the variations among the abstract principles, um, which is a confession that Southern Baptist Theological Seminary uses adopted in 1858 we're gonna talk about the new hampshire confession of 1833 the london baptist i feel, I feel like i feel like there should be like music 
behind us. In the London Baptist Confession of 1689. And And option number four. But not least, the Westminster Confession of Faith of 1647. What clapping going on in the background? Yeah! All right. Come on, Westminster. <laughs> yeah, but we, we've been talking da, da, about this, da. that we really appreciate the abstract of principles. And so it's kind of our kind of our point of reference through these. It's short. We appreciate that. Um, and I'm going to read it for you. Informed. Rob is going to bring some commentary on the confession, not my um, reading. So here we go. This is the abstract of principles on the fall mm. of man. God originally created man in his own image and free from sin, but through the temptation of Satan, he transgressed the command of God and fell from his original holiness and righteousness, whereby his posterity inherit a nature corrupt and wholly opposed to God and his law are under condemnation. And as soon as they are capable of moral action, become actual transgressors mm. so there's a mm. there's a little bit of and, and we get this with all these um all these confessions there's a little bit of jargon and there's a little bit of dated um language so yep. rob yep. Par- and, and parse and out a little bit of this for us yeah so uh the abstract here um all of these are kind of going to start off saying how um, God created man, which is is important to note mm. that it was originally God who does the creating, and who did the creating and still does the creating, but uh, the creation is from God, and um, man is created in God's own image. So mm. we're going to hear that um, throughout a these. Lot. But yeah. uh, a consistent theme, again, is going to be that God is holy, and he created man in his own, in his own image, but because man has sinned, uh, man now no longer has that holiness. Mm. And we see in Psalm chapter 5 that uh, because God is perfectly holy, he can't actually dwell with anything that is less than perfectly holy. And that ends up being a problem for us because mm-hmm. we are not holy. And so, therefore, we get the gospel story where God creates a plan of redemption a plan to grant us holiness again. However, holiness and righteousness, however, um, he has to do that by sending his son to live a perfect life mm-hmm. so that all those who would acknowledge their sinfulness to God and turn to him as their uh, as their Lord, as their Savior, as their treasure, um, would then inherit, inherit Jesus' righteousness and Jesus' holiness and be seen as perfectly holy, by God, by the Father, because they are in the Son. So that, that's that's the gospel in a nutshell, but it is essentially birthed out of the fall of man. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to just read that verse, Genesis 3, verse 6. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired, and to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate it, and she also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it. So it was this act of um, rebellion against God that ushered all of humanity humanity into 
um, a fallen state. And that's where Romans 12, or 5.12 says, Therefore, as just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, so death spread to all men because all sinned. Yeah, and, and so there, there's a couple things there. So lots. before we even get into those, like the, the, the idea of the fall of man, we say the fall because what we're saying is that mankind fell from their relationship with God. Mm-hmm. They didn't, and, and this is important to know, that they didn't actually ascend, they they fell. Right. And so they went from a place of, um, of relationship with God, the best place where they could be, to a lesser place. And no matter how great our inventions, no matter how much progress we may make, by God's grace, we have medicine, we have technology, mm-hmm. we have um, ways to travel the world in ways that we hadn't previously been able to do. None of those things will will make us right. in the place where we were made to be. Right. They don't put us back into right standing exactly. um, with God. So something drastic needed to happen, and we see that in the gospel story. But then also, Rick, you just mentioned Romans 5. Mm-hmm. And out of Romans 5 is like this doctrine called federal headship. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with that? Yeah, that's where uh, Donald Trump gets to do what he wants because he's the head of the federal government. That's right. That's it. That's it. Romans so, 5. Um, that's what he said at his last speech. <laughs> no, just, mm-hmm. kidding. Yep. just kidding. Sorry um, if I'm offending people. <laughs> bringing it back. <laughs> Romans 5, uh, federal headship, essentially says that um, Adam was our federal head in that he represented mankind perfectly. Right. So sometimes it may seem unfair that Adam, thousands of years ago, sinned, and then we are born into sin. David says that we're sinful from birth in Psalm 51, verse 5. And so we are born into this because we were in Adam. And so if Adam is cast away from the Father, then all his posterity mm-hmm. after him right. are also away from the Father. Was that, so is Romans that a redundant 5, statement? Probably. <laughs> but Romans 5 talks about this more clearly than any other passage of Scripture in that in, in Adam, mm-hmm. we are all sinful because we all sinned, past tense, in Adam. Mm-hmm. Now, right. it also talks about how in Christ we have a new federal head for those who would repent of their sin and trust Jesus as Lord and Savior. Then they now have a new federal head, and they are in Christ. Mm-hmm. So there's these, there's these two right. options of you're either in Adam or you're in Christ. And so you see that uh, very clearly laid out in Romans 5. And, and, and so. Sorry, keep go going. ahead. No, as you say, no, I, it, I was going to transition to it, the New well, Hampshire. And but. you, you see that um, play out in your own life. I mean, who, who has the the final authority? And and is is it Jesus Christ, or is it the sin, the pleasures of the world, or or your your forefather Adam? So that's all. Yeah, yeah. New Hampshire. Baby. Oh, there's something else. In, no, no, no. Hold on. There's something else yeah. in the abstract. There's a phrase there, and at the end it says. And as soon as they are capable of moral action, become mm-hmm. actual transgressors. Yeah, that's good. So that would bring about this idea of an age of accountability. And uh, what the age of accountability is, is essentially saying that, yes, we are all sinful 
from birth. Yeah, yes, what, absolutely. We talked about that on an episode. Was it the last episode? Maybe. We were talking about... I don't about, know. Um, I think so. Oh, yeah, yeah, Sam Storm's article. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so it, go, it goes back to that. Um, <coughs> um, but then it also talks about, like, this, the actual doctrine that many people, like, point to behind of this, like, age of accountability. And right. So... Um, so you, you see that with, with infants, like that Sam mm-hmm. Storms article. You also see it with, like, the mentally handicapped, um, which he may have covered in that article. I think he did. I'm not, I'm not totally sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, um, but what, what they're saying there, they're not denying that we're sinful from birth, but they're saying that um, and as soon as they are capable of moral action, they become actual transgressors themselves so they're born into sin mm-hmm. but then as soon as they're capable like as soon as they're capable yeah they, they prove become it. actual transgressors themselves as well and yeah, they prove, they their, prove their sinful yeah. nature there you go yeah okay so new yeah. hampshire you want to read it you want me to oh we read the whole thing uh, we might as well it's a shorter one go for it baby. we're not going to read all the london and all the westminster so i'll read the new hampshire i got this one you got it baby you good with that i'm always good with that <laughs> All right, cool. Here we go. Uh, we believe that man... I had to swallow there. We believe that man <laughs> was created in holiness under the law of his maker by voluntary... <laughs> Why are you losing it? You're messing up my reading. <laughs> oh. All right. But by voluntary transgression fell from that holy and happy state in consequence of which all mankind are now sinners, not by constraint, but choice. Being by nature utterly void of that holiness required by the law of God, positively inclined to evil, and therefore under just condemnation to eternal ruin without defense or excuse. Here, here. Yeah, I think it's, it's this idea, I mean, just expounding upon the idea that that there was this holy creator and then he made man perfect and they violated that. But one of the things I want to point, pull out and point to in this says, but by voluntary transgression fell from that holy and happy state, talking about Adam and Eve. And it's good to, to, to point out that, one, it's voluntary. It, it, they were not forced. Um, I think even as, as Reformed people, this was a voluntary decision of theirs because they were not depraved. They were not, uh, their, their will was not of sin like it is. They were not like the rest of humanity that was born into sin. No, they had a free will. Um, and they voluntarily chose the transgression to fall from that happy and holy state. This idea of like perfection. And, and I think it's easy to look at Adam and Eve in the story in the garden and say, well, man, how could you, how could you, how could you be with God walking with the Lord as happy and holy, um, perfect state and choose something else. And this is why we, we are all guilty as well. And we all are, are, um, bearing the guilt of Adam as well. because we all would have chosen the same thing. And so it's easy just to look at them and say, oh man, how could they do that? It's good to remember what it was that they were rejecting, the, the, the relationship, the position that they were kind of walking away from, more or less. And then to remember that we would have done the same thing, uh, given yeah. the chance. 
Yeah, amen. Um, <clears throat> another portion here that I wanted to point out was the part that says, in consequence of which all mankind are now sinners, not by constraint, but by choice. Now, uh, we kind of talked about how all mankind are now sinners because of the whole federal headship thing, but um, you pointed this out well, that it's not by constraint, but mm. by choice. Yeah. Um, that, that I mean, we've often talked about like the R.C. Sproul quote that we're free to choose, it's just we always choose poison. Mm-hmm. Um, but But we in our sinful nature naturally desire sin. Yeah. And it's until we're given a new redeemed nature that we will want the redeemer. Mm-hmm. But until then we naturally desire uh, what leads to death. Yeah. And, and and it kind of the next few lines say after it says um uh, you, you write in consequence of which all mankind are now sinners, not by constraint, but by choice. They're choosing that sin. And being by nature utterly void of that holiness required by the law of God. And it's good to remember, not to beat ourselves up, but to remember, in in that fallen state, we are void of what it takes to satisfy that holiness of what God um, requires of man. Hence, we need, yeah. again, we need a Savior. Like, you can boil it all down to, okay, man is wicked, they need a Savior. And that's true. And, and what the confessions do is they help to explain that, expound upon that, so that we get a better glimpse of what that what the fall of man, what it means to, to need a Savior. Yeah, absolutely. Now, the Westminster and the London, we've said in the past, they, in a lot of areas, are carbon copies of one another. However, in this portion... They have some slight differences. Mm, so, slight. Um, we're not going to read the whole thing here. The the London has, I think, five subpoints that are similar in length to the ones we just read for uh, the abstract and then the New Hampshire. So the London's got like five of those on this topic, mm. and the Westminster's got six of them. So uh, very robust theological mm-hmm. confessions. Would encourage you to check those out. However, we're just going to pull a couple things out of each one. Yeah. Um, that that we mm-hmm. appreciated. And so there's a portion in section one or article one or subpoint one of chapter six of the fall of man, which is in London. So both the London and the Westminster, the fall of man is in chapter six. And it is at the end. And it says, I'm trying to find a good spot here as to where I should start. Uh, I'm just going to start from the beginning of of this because I think it's all one big, long, run-on sentence. So here we go. Although God created man upright and perfect and gave him a righteous law, which had been unto life had he kept it, and threatened death upon the the breach thereof, yet he did not long abide in this honor. Satan, using the subtlety of the serpent to subdue Eve, then by her seducing Adam, who, without any compulsion, did willfully transgress the law of their creation and the command given unto them in eating the forbidden fruit. Now, this is the part that um, I wanted to point out. It says, Which God was pleased, according to his wise and holy counsel, to permit, having purpose to order it to his own glory. Mm. That statement ties to our previous week 
in state and, and really a handful of episodes where we've kind of brought this up that God is infinitely sovereign mm. over all things and it is always for his glory and for our good. And so we see that he was pleased to permit this sin in the garden to happen, knowing that it would lead to all of the repercussions that sin has, but it would ultimately bring him more glory and be better for his people. I um, remember someone explaining that the redemption that Jesus brings um, to his people does not restore them to the garden, but brings them to a better place than the garden. Mm. Whereas in the garden, they walked with God, but they were naked and unashamed. In the new heavens and the new earth, they will be clothed in Christ's righteousness. And they will walk with God in Christ's righteousness. And so it's not that we're being brought back to the garden as if that mm. is the the greatest ideal, mm-hmm. but it's that we're actually being brought to a greater place. And so God being all sovereign and infinitely, um, um, the term, it's not omnipotent, it's omniscient. 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 Um, infinitely omniscient knows his plan and knows that this this sin that's going to happen here, he's going to permit it for the sake of him being greater glorified in redemption and his people being brought to a better place. I think it's hard sometimes, though, to rem- like everything you said there. Like it's true in scripture. Like just. Um, I would argue makes a strong case for that and then it, it just like claps it up like this is for God's glory and it's for your good and, it, and it's his plan and he's going to carry it out because he's sovereign. And so with that there's the upside and it sounds good and encouraging but then we come up, uh, upon the truths I would say truths, the doctrine of election and that God does allow he doesn't orchestrate but he does allow things bad things to happen um, ultimately for his glory, but for the good of, of his people. Um, that can be hard, and it's hard sometimes to tie that uh, to positively to God's glory instead of thinking, man, he, is he a tyrant? Like, what's he doing? But even with this idea of the fall of man, he he is at work redeeming man. He, he has no obligation to redeem, yet he is redeeming. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, what else, Rick? Did you have something that you wanted to pull out of the Westminster? And that was a great point that you made. Nope. I'm good. Uh, I pass. I, I see uh, notes that you had some stuff you wanted to say about the Westminster. I pass. I pass on see that. See right here. Uh, I pass. <laughs> no, that's, that's not me. <laughs> that's not me. No. Yeah, I have, I have several things. But, um, again, chapter six, as Rob said, and this is second paragraph or second sentence into that says this their sin god was pleased according to his wise and holy counsel to permit having purposed to order it to his own glory the original righteousness in communion with god and so became dead in sin and wholly defiled in all the faculties and parts of soul and body so i know you read that first part 
again, as Rob keeps saying, the term carbon copy. Um, but the second part, which which the Westminster adds on, is is that this defiling was complete for body and soul. And so when when God, when when He kind of okayed the fall of man, so to speak, and maybe that's the wrong way of, of terming that, He knew the full extent that it would be. It's not like he he okayed it and then said, "Oh man, like this is I didn't expect this to happen, or I didn't expect man to be this way." He knew the whole corruption that we would be defiled, and in all of our faculties, meaning all of our our, our abilities or our our um, parts and our body and our soul, every bit of it. Yeah. And yet he yeah. he moved forward. Yeah. Total depravity. Yeah. So another. Um, sorry. Keep going. Well, no, I was just going to point out that that portion that you read is also in the London Baptist. So that, uh, you, I think the portion that you read there was in section two of chapter six for mm-hmm. the Westminster. It's also in section two for the London. There you go. 1689. We'll read um, chapter or sub point four. From this original Which, corruption, what's that? Nothing. I was just, I was just pointing out that uh, you didn't acknowledge that. I corrected you. Oh, uh, what I say? Were you, were you better about that? That I, I, I did I pointed out that it's also in 1689. No, you just kind of paused and just like, okay, I'm going on to the next thing. I didn't. Did I say it wasn't in 1689? It's maybe, maybe I misheard you. Maybe I don't want you to be upset. I don't, I don't want to have any discord on the show about. here. Yeah. I just want to make sure that we're on the same page. I don't know what page. I just want to read this. This you, you know what, Rick? <laughs> I just want you to know it's in the, it's in the Westminster, but it's also in the 1689. Baby, you so always say it, it's a carbon it, copy. If you so really I like that portion, <laughs> it's in both. Okay. You can find it in either. Are you are you frustrated I didn't pull down the Baptist one? Is that why? You wish I would have. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably what it is. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Don't give those Presby's credit. Come on. Hey, I grew up Presbyterian, okay? The 1689 copied the Westminster. Mm. Westminster was written like 40 years before. Here we go. From this original corruption, whereby we are utterly indisposed, disabled, and made opposite to all good, and wholly inclined to all evil, do proceed all actual transgressions. And when I, when I read this, I thought, man, this, like, it just kind of lays it out there. Like, fr- from that first sin of Adam, we were completely, utterly, like, in every sense of the term, um, opposite of and opposed to what is good and what is from God and completely inclined to what is flesh and what is evil. Um, and then our transgressions, our, our actions follow that. Now, man, like that just kind of clarified and just kind of hit me. Like, man, it's just in every way. Yeah. So, and then. Yeah, go, go ahead with your last one there because my last ones all kind of fall under that uh, sin being imputed from Adam to us so some point five this corruption of nature during this life doth remain in those that are regenerated and although and what it's saying there again is those who are regenerated there's still a sinful nature in us and although it be through christ pardoned and mortified yet both itself and all the motions thereof are truly and properly sin. So the second portion, a lot of kind of words that um, you can get lost in, but the idea is that 
although we are believers, regenerated with the Holy Spirit in the family of God, adopted in, there's still sin in us, and um, it's still at work in us, in, in, in all of its faculty, all of its, all of its efforts, and we are to continue to put that to death until we die. Yeah. Yeah, so now, now, Rick, before we before we right, hop right, into right, the right. head hard hands, what, what are we doing? Before we hop into the head hard hands, okay, want to pose a question to you that pose. I did not run by you before oh. during the show prep. No way, so. this has got to be a first. <laughs> yeah, totally. Anyways, um, so don't overthink it. Don't 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 try to be the smartest guy in the room here. <laughs> I'm the only you're, one in the room right now. I was gonna say you're the only one in your room. The only one in my room as well. So uh, I'm gonna be the smartest. We're both equally the, the smartest dumbest. guy in our respective rooms. And the dumbest. Okay, we don't have to point that out. Anyways, here's the question: Do those who have been redeemed mm-hmm. still suffer effects of the fall? Yes. Boom. Nicely done. Now, why don't you go ahead and flush it out? Was it was that a trick question? No, I said don't overthink it. Okay. So, so Rob's question, um, and I'm gonna paraphrase probably because I'm terrible at repeating things, but um, do those who are in Christ who've been regenerated still have the effects of the fall? Or, or, right? So do we still have yeah, our still sin nature? Yeah, they still suffer the effects of the fall. Do, yeah, so one, I, I'll, myself and for you, Rob, um, we still oh, have... Baby, you speak for yourself. Nope, for you. you. Speak for yourself. I'm speaking for all of humanity <laughs> that's been regenerated. How about that? We, okay, okay. one, we still struggle with sin. Um, sin is not eradicated. There was, um, although there's been traditions, especially the holiness movement, uh, that thought there was Westlands that you could arrive with full sanctification. Like I don't sin. I haven't sinned since 1985. You know that stuff. Um, one that's that's bogus, and you still sin. So that's one way. Well, but, you just sinned right there by lying to everybody, right? But two, not you, but that person, yeah, that exactly, person. Right? Um, mm-hmm. hypothetical. But two, yeah. um, we also because we live in a world. I mean, l- look at the fact that we we die. Uh, there's sickness. There's disease. There's poverty. There's drugs. There's alcohol. Like all these things are still p- evidences or realities because of the fall. So that's the other way. There's this, the internal way and this external way that we are still suffering because of the effects of the fall. Yeah, I'm glad I asked you that question. Okay. Because you you described that you explained that very well. Well, thanks, Rob. Well done, man. Was there someone else you wanted to ask? <laughs> nope. I thought I thought about posing the question and just answering it myself. Because mm. I was like, ah, I don't want him to. I don't want him like sit, try to think I'm trying to be clever and him answer the wrong way and do it all wrong on the air. Because I wouldn't. I wouldn't edit that out. I know. I'd keep that in there. You're you're a you're a purist. Get the real <laughs> yeah. content. But I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and, and throw it his way. And, and baby, you hit it out of the park. That was great. Thanks. Well I, I appreciate that. Um, I, had, I had full confidence in you. I knew you would do something like that. Rob, you are a sweetheart. You know that? Mm. You're a real gem. A real diamond in the rough. <laughs> That's what I was going <laughs> to We just watched the new Aladdin. So the term diamond in the rough is kind of stuck in my head. Did you like it? You know what part of the movie that is? I think when... No. <laughs> Okay, uh, you got to watch it to find out. Well, I've, um, I've seen it, <laughs> but yes, dude, we we really did like it. Um, first off, I was a little hesitant because Danielle was playing the soundtrack in the car for Finley, and 
a bunch of our listeners now are like, what the heck's happening? But, sorry, guys. <laughs> just give us a minute. Aladdin's um, fallen too. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I, I wasn't a big fan of the soundtrack. And so yeah. um, watching the movie, I was like, oh, we'll see what happens. Bro, it was great. And Will yeah. Smith killed it as Genie. I was a little hesitant as that with that because Robert Williams did such a tremendous job. But right, right. He like Will Smith did a great job. The the worst part um was they they made Jasmine into this like hyper aggressive feminist type. And like don't get me wrong, I'm not against like her or like the uh, I don't know, like women in certain kinds of leadership like i'm <laughs> rob make some more political get, statements know, on the air i know exactly i good grief <laughs> <laughs> listen to our complimentarian episode that's <laughs> there you go there you go that's our statement we're both complimentarians just leave it there. i i didn't um, but, i didn't care but hold on hold on a whole lot oh i thought we they were giving did, our taste oh so have you seen it the yeah new one? i just told you that okay thanks for listening okay so okay yeah you're welcome um <laughs> do you remember like the music video that happened right before her moment where she like turned around and had like this confrontation with one of the people at the end. Um, there's a lot of very vague oh statements about a music video <laughs> and then her moment. It, okay. It was like the best way to describe it is a music video. It was the weirdest thing. She was like being taken off and, and spoiler alert guys, sorry, the movie's already out. So she was being like, taken away when the shafar right yeah he's the guy i don't know um and he takes tells them to take her away and then she's like out in the courtyard and she turns around and says something do you remember that no oh my goodness it was the worst part of the movie it was so bad what'd she say what was it so so bad well what, what she said was fine it was the the song that she did right before that oh, it was okay. the cheesiest like yeah. felt like it was the most squeezed in like well, totally gone without it i i want yeah, to just bad. move past this um review i would say that um it was okay that's my comment on aladdin which i, don't know I did like the movie. About aladdin. i did not like that scene that was just okay. terribly done so anyway um Diamond in the Rough, that's you, Rob. Thanks for posing the question. Glad I could answer welcome. that question. Mm. Um, okay, head, well, listeners, head hard hands. We appreciate you guys very much. Thank you for listening. You can find out more at civiltheology.org. Rick, we got to do head hard hands real quick. <laughs> uh, if you have a phone, this you quick. can call us at six. <laughs> stop it, stop it. We're not ready for this. <laughs> yeah, so so I think one of the things with, with the head, um, you know, there's a lot of times you get into discussions and you have to answer questions about your own worldview. Why is there sin? Why do I have a desire to do things that I know are wrong? Um, so just theologically and um, philosophically, you can begin to rationalize and answer those because of this doctrine. And it should help you understand, like, hey, bro, have some patience. You're dealing with fallen people. This is what mm. Jesus was dealing with as well. Like, be patient with them. They're not perfect, and neither are you. Yeah, yeah. And with that, um, like, understanding the fullness of the story, that it starts with God, who is perfectly holy, and then the fall, and then Christ, and then, um, like, recreation and, and redemption. Um, by knowing the severity of the fall... It helps increase in us the gratitude that we should have, mm. knowing what God has brought us up out of. 
Yeah. If it were if it were just oh yeah, like I, I fell down the step and God helped me real quick come up from the step, then great. What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like trying to concentrate over here and you're flicking a paper in front of this. <laughs> What's happening? Oh, <laughs> I just turned man. away from the screen completely. <laughs> sorry. sorry. Oh sorry, my goodness, I'm listeners. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So sorry for for everything. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> like helping I'm somebody so up one sometimes. You are why. helping somebody up one step, they'd be grateful for. Mm-hmm. But if they if they fall ten stories, mm-hmm. and their only way of life is to get up those ten stories, and you're the one to help them, their amount of gratitude is going to be so much more significant than had it just been one step. Mm-hmm. And so, to know the severity of the fall should increase our gratitude and our praise to God for what He has brought us out of. Yeah, and I think there's there's an element where, and we're going to cover this the next episode we do on the covenants. Or con- confessions. We're going to talk about the mediator. Would you stop gonna, saying covenants? Uh, sorry. We're going to talk about the mediator, and that is the great hope that we have as, as fallen people. So I, I mentioned this a little bit with the head part, but with the hands part, like this should practically make us serve others and be more gracious because we understand uh, that we are fallen and that Christ has redeemed us. It should also help us to be patient with people. Um, and then it should help us in the body to love each other well and to remind each other. I mean, look what God has done for us. And to, again, just be long-suffering with people who, who are genuinely struggling with a sin or who need your encouragement or need discipleship, need encouragement, uh, someone to walk with them. And uh, that's a, those are practical things we can do um, because we realize like we are a fallen people and we need Christ. Look what God has done for you. Okay. <laughs> See what he <laughs> And only but a <clears throat> kind of goodie. Yeah. Okay. So guys, something we're doing here. Okay. So we've been going through <laughs> these aside from singing and talking about Aladdin and Rick being childish with the so, paper and the screen. Hey guys, so we're going through these confessions. confessions. I almost said covenants because see, of you. See what I'm we're saying? Going, we're going through they're, these confessions. They're not covenants. Um, and we're these various topics. We've been going through, I don't know, this is number four or five, I don't know. But what we're now going to start doing is going every other. So that way we can kind of fill in some other uh, topics in between and um, talk about something maybe that is a little bit different Spice than spice it up a little bit. Going. Yeah, you know. So, uh, if you've been liking the series, great. Thank you tons for for listening in. Um, next week, when it is not on the confessions, we haven't abandoned the series by any means. We are just going to be going every other. So mm-hmm. one week will be on the confessions on that topic, and then next week will be something else, and then one week we'll be back in that, and next week will be something else. So, don't be alarmed when the next one is not on the confessions. I like it, Rob. I mm, like it. Thanks. That's a great Rick, idea. how can they get in touch with us? Um, you can call Rob directly at 614. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you can head over to simpletheology.org. Um, our new website is up and running. 
we would love for you guys to go there, check it out, check out our resource page, check out, um, we have a great, Rob's put a lot of resources into there, there's a great explanation of the gospel, um, check that out, there's also all of our past episodes, every one of them, they're up there, you can listen to them. Um, you know, if you want to get old just for kicks, go back and listen to some of the originals. Those are precious, precious episodes. Um, you can also yeah. order some merchandise up in Hey-o. that website. Um, so it's kind of pricey right now. I'm just going to say it. But it's because we're doing this thing called drop shipping where they make one of them. So we can't, we cannot afford to go out and buy 500 or 100 of these things and then, you know, ship them out as people order them. So we do this drop shipping where you order it, they make it, they send it to you. So you can go do that, support uh, the podcast. This podcast is more fun than it is lucrative. Uh, Yeah. So that's why we got to do the drop shipping. A long, a long shot. Um, So you can do that. You can also head over to Instagram, this new social media (laughs) platform. Um, Rob is cutting edge. He's one of the first, I don't know, billion users. Um, yeah. You can yeah. check us there at Simple Theology Pod. Simple Theology Pod. And we do have a phone, so you can call, leave us a message. And um, Rob, have you called the number? Does it go straight to a voicemail or does it ring? No, it goes straight to a voicemail. Yeah, and then you leave a, you can leave a voicemail. And Rob, that number yep. is? 614-233-1098. Six one four two three three ten ninety eight. Call collect. Actually, I don't know if that's true or not. Probably not. <laughs> um, but we all have like three minutes anyway. Um, that's right. And cool. um, do we miss anything? I feel like we just said a lot there. Yeah, that's good. We, we love, said it was going to be short. We love hearing this, you guys. Like Forty seven minutes. Yeah. Peace. Peace out, y'all. <laughs>